0: The past podcast, my push points. I'm your host, for Bubble, with me as always, my co-host, David Reagan. We're back here to discuss Week 17 in the NFL, uh, our Games of the Week, betting locks and uh, upsets, all that good stuff. We look back at those, and of course, still one game to be played as we're recording this. The Browns and Steelers, you'll know uh, how that game unfolded by the time you listen to it. But still, let's start with our Games of the Week. We went with two, and certainly one was a <laughs> bit more entertaining, I think, than the other. Uh, that was Chiefs and the Bengals and uh, boy that one lived up to the hype Bengals rally for a 34 31 victory they clinch the AFC North in the process and uh, as you and I were laughing about fantasy owners around the world either rejoice or face the most unbelievably disappointing benching <laughs> in the history of fantasy football which yours truly uh is in the latter category because uh as we've talked about before uh jamar chase uh was kind of a part of my big three in my my fantasy league which is a mm-hmm. much smaller league and so it came down to cooper cup tyree kill jamar chase well i'm riding the two guys that essentially you know you're just you're not ever gonna sit in any scenario and so uh cup and hill in chase out and what do you know jamar chase goes for 11 receptions 266 yeah. yards Three touchdowns, an unbelievable stat line. The Chiefs just could not do anything with him, but man, what a what a game this was. And not just what a game, but like what a win for the Bengals. And uh if any questions about the Bengals, are they back? Man, with Burrow, Chase, and everything else like that going for him, uh, I think the Bengals are
1: back. Yeah, the first Burrow Mahomes matchup really lived up to the hype. It was just so much fun watching those guys go back and forth. And for a while, it did look like the Chiefs were going to kind of pull away. Some calls, uh, definitely Chiefs fans, not happy with uh, a number of penalties later in the game. Also, they had the kickoff return taken back from a, a hold call that would have made it 35 to 17 at halftime. But yeah, the Bengals never stopped fighting. Obviously, in the second half, even with the Chiefs, uh, some of the things that happened, they still only scored, you know, three points after getting uh, four touchdowns in the first half. The, the Bengals defense made some adjustments. The Bengals offense kept adjusting. They they were already putting up points before this, but that, that touchdown at the start of the second half, something that on a play earlier in the game where Uzama got blown up along the sideline. They ran the exact Joe talked about it afterward, ran the exact same kind of look and kind of did a you know, was able to get the safety to bite uh and Sorensen down on the on the on the same out route behind the cover two kind of defense and then Jamar is by himself, absolutely wide open for that third touchdown. Uh, so Chase, yeah, I mean, in terms of the fantasy, as I mentioned, I also have a buddy that uh, that sat Jamar Chase. I know our podcast producer Glide will be listening to this shortly. Uh, did not play in in one of his uh, final matchups. Uh, Jamar Chase, it's not a it's a decision that you know and you know in hindsight you you think oh man maybe against the Chiefs defense, but they've been playing pretty well uh, for a wh- long time. I did not see the Bengals necessarily blowing up. To this point, I thought the game would be pretty high-scoring, but not maybe in the 30s like it was uh chase just made some ridiculous plays the chiefs kept you know challenging him with man defense and they just you know were completely fine throwing up to him they're like oh if they're gonna play man to man we have no problem uh having him win those matchups uh not even just the third and 27 that drew a lot of criticism for the play call to have him singled up but even other uh plays earlier in the games so one of i think the second touchdown that chase had that should ward had done the uh gritty celebrating after knocking away a pass from chase a few plays later he essentially mosses him it was so fun to watch them the chiefs offense still looked pretty good for lar- large stretches of the game and mahomes looked pretty comfortable in that first half but again yeah some adjustments from the bengals some questionable calls at the last freaking you know minute was just insanity with all the all the plays and the penalties going both ways and it was just and finally that last legal hands to the face and it's like uh yeah it's just an insane game i understand the mindset of not wanting to give mahomes the ball back in a field goal game or even with any time left uh, unless you're up by at least a touchdown so that they can only tie it but still some some questionable things that the bengals got away with and think about the implications of this game i mean it wasn't just that the bengals clinching their first division title in six years i mean the chiefs now outside of the outside of the by and then also the Browns, they would have been. Browns would have controlled their own destiny if the Bengals lost yesterday. Their, Browns are completely out going into this Monday night game. By the time you listen to this, uh, well, they might have lost and it won't matter. But if the Browns beat the Steelers tonight and the Bengals have lost yesterday, they would basically have an AFC North uh, title game with, with how everything um, uh, ended up going with the, with the Ravens also losing. So just a lot of things that could have you know, made Week 18 maybe a little more exciting if you weren't a Bengals fan. But I'm sure they're really happy. It was a really fun game. And Joe Burrow just, again, he, he, battling through he's talked about how he's feels fine after taking that hit at the end of the game and that knee that's been bothering him since the the loss of the chargers earlier this season but man he's just so locked in and is, is playing it again obviously his ability is one thing and his accuracy but man he sees the game at a level that just a lot of guys in their second season don't so yeah it's going to be a lot of fun watching him and potentially um facing the homes again in the playoffs it's very possible we could see these teams meet up one more time
0: yep we could indeed and uh not to uh Kind of skip over what i I said a minute ago for anyone that does care, don't worry, I'm still up forty seven <laughs> as of right now, so if you listen to this and Nick Chubb has a career night, uh then I'm toast, but uh we'll see if Nick Chubb can put up uh, at least forty seven fantasy points in uh that one if he does then the jamar Chase benching uh becomes an all timer <laughs> for sure, so uh all right, our other game of the week was the Cowboys and the Cardinals. And like we said, uh, this first one was a bit more entertaining than that one, although this one got a bit entertaining towards the end. But I still think overall this was a game pretty much controlled by the Cardinals defense up until, Mm. you know, the last stretch there in the fourth quarter. But uh, it is the Cardinals getting just a, I mean, a monumental win here for a team that, you know, felt like they were heading in the wrong direction. We talk about teams that have, uh, you know, you kind of trust no matter what seemingly now on the road. Cardinals are eight and one on the road this season (laughs) and, Uh, that is just insane when you think about it. But, I mean, it's a big win for the Cardinals, again, when we think about, you know, without James Conner, without DeAndre Hopkins, um, you know, for them to be able, to, again, their defense sort of controlled this. The Cowboys did not look great until they just had to rally late. Uh, but I, I don't I don't think, you know, this whole Cowboys situation is interesting because, you know, I mean, outside of that just complete demolition of, of Washington, um, Cowboys haven't looked Great offensively for a while, yeah. but um, I think that's a that's at least the interesting storyline to note here moving forward after this loss.
1: Yeah, seeing them, you know, uh, you know, the only really good defense I think that we saw them perform well against this year was in their win against the Patriots. That was kind of before the Pats really hit their their rhythm. They also, obviously, it's a long, <laughs> hard to think about this going back all the way to Week One, but they, you know, they nearly beat the Bucks and easily could have won uh, that game at the beginning of the season that now has a lot of importance in terms of seeding for potentially if, if the Bucks were to lose another. Game game but yeah it was the Cardinals really impressive to see them kind of fight back and even looking as you're talking about the Cowboys haven't really played well in offense against a lot of teams it's not like the Cardinals have really outside of the Lions game they've for the most part had pretty solid performances where they easily could have with a few plays here and there beaten the Colts could have beaten the Rams and had their season you know even going back to the Packer loss I mean a lot of things went their way for that or went against them in that game against Green Bay to lose what ended up being a really crucial game for Green Bay um, and and the game grand scheme of things but yeah arizona's defense was fantastic dallas uh, like you said kind of until later in the games finally started finding the rhythm it was still too late some too many plays that arizona had made obviously the a lot made of the, the timeout that the arizona was able to get dallas to uh, take when they kept uh, their they had i believe their kicker and kyler on the field at one point on a or some something crazy i forget exactly what the scenario was but confused the you know i can't even think of it i'm sure the cowboys in the moment were confused forced them to take that timeout. that's why they didn't have a timeout at the end of the game when it definitely from my watching the slow-mo angles of that last uh non they called uh i think it was Edmonds down um for arizona it really looked like a fumble to me on the really slow by the time somehow his leg hadn't hit the ground yet and they couldn't challenge obviously because and luckily for it would have been a really interesting scenario if the clock had been running down to the two minute warning because under two minutes they can review it. So Arizona would have had been put in a weird spot where they would have had to snap the ball before the two minute warning while we're trying to run the clock out just to avoid the challenge. Um, but yeah, it, it ended up working out for Arizona's favor and they deserve to win this game. They were the better team for the, the whole day. Really? I thought Kyler was fantastic. some, you know, really impressive throws, some great plays as we've come to see with him. When he's on, this team is still a contender, and uh, maybe for the Rams' sake, maybe for the Cardinals' sake, at the same time, maybe they should just take the week off next week and make sure they get the uh, make sure they get the road games in the playoffs instead. Because yeah, they've definitely been a little more lethal, and they could very well. I mean, if they, even if they do win, if the Rams are able to win, um, it's a really good chance that Arizona is going to be playing Dallas um, again potentially in the next in the first round of the playoffs, which will be a lot of fun.
0: Yep, that should be interesting. Uh, but, uh, again, just a huge win for the Cardinals to to win that one uh, on the road in Dallas. So uh, that was our games of the week. Now to our betting locks. And, uh, well, Dylan, we, we got them right for once, both yes. of us at the same time. We don't always do that. But we both hit this week uh, our two games. And, you know, we can kind of just group these together because, one, there's just really not a whole lot to talk about. Uh, the Packers, well, I'm really for both of them when yeah, you think both. about it. Uh, the Packers, uh, 37, Vikings 10. That was my pick. I went back to the Packers in this one, and of course, I made this pick before we knew that Kirk Cousins was Mm -hmm. out, and I think afterwards, uh, I felt a little bit more confident about that pick, but uh, I mean, Aaron Rodgers to Devontae Adams, it just continues to be uh, just unlike anything else uh, in the game right now. These two are just on the same wavelength all the time, and the Packers run away with that one, but uh, the Patriots, which was your pick over the Jags, and we were questioning it because it was a 15 and a half point spread uh yet the patriots comfortably uh cover that by 40 uh, as they win 50 to 10 over uh the jags and uh yeah this was pretty much you know all patriots from the start here and um not a whole lot probably to take away from either one of these two games vikings officially eliminated uh, from playoff competition uh, by the way jaguars also officially eliminated uh, uh. from playoff competition so yeah i'm
1: sure that that probably happened a little while ago i you know the jaguars we we thought kind of i think we both picked them to beat houston the week after urban was fired thinking maybe that would rejuvenate them and they'd get a little fire in there and we, uh, that's not been the case and that's kind of what i look going into this game i was like they've just looked Completely defeated. We know the Patriots can't lose this game. Uh, They end up clinching the playoff spot based on all the other outcomes, uh, in addition to their their win over the Jags. But you knew they were going to come in with a sense of purpose. They're at home. It's cold. Jacksonville has nothing to play for. It just felt like that was going to be a uh, you know. I thought the Pats would, uh, as I did, pick them to lock. I thought they'd cover and ended up moving. I think the seventeen and a half by the time the game started. But man, I did not think they necessarily win by 40 i kind of that was the that was the hope but man it was it was just complete domination just a uh, complete ownage at the at the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball and that made all the difference mac looked good and yeah just a solid one for the pats and then the packers vikings say yeah i think that spread you, it still would have covered it if you had waited um until after the news of kirk cousins not playing it moved all the way to according to espn and moved all the way to 12 and a half by the time the game started and yeah green bay still easily covering that and minnesota gets the garbage time touchdown they were just abysmal on offense. Uh, Sean Mannion, you know, going back to have some memories of watching him in preseason game with the Rams, and he was always pretty solid. But, man, he looked like he did not feel comfortable in that that really frigid Lambeau field uh, last night. It was rough to watch Minnesota try to do anything on offense. They weren't really winning up front either with their offensive line. And Green Bay, yeah, they just – an, a really efficient offensive performance we've seen their offense at certain times fluctuate with its ability to capitalize in the end zone they did have a couple field goals early on but after that it was all full steam ahead touchdown touchdown easy just it looked like they're uh practicing honestly at certain points it, it was times where davante was wide open alan lazard made some great catches they're running right through them it was a pretty just dominant performance for a team that yes has had some uh, crazy outcomes and some breaks that go their way but also I mean they maybe they would have beaten the Chiefs if Aaron Rodgers hadn't been on the COVID list that game it's a team that I think has really earned the one seed um and has you know just like last year having the playoffs going through Lambeau is going to make a huge difference and I know they ended up losing a season ago but um with all the you know also just outside of anything with the NFC is so deep and even if the Niners and, and uh, Eagles, uh, if those are the last two teams in maybe aren't quite on the level of the top five, uh, just not having to play that first game. In addition to the home field, just is gonna it makes it such a huge difference. Cause we we did see last year the two and seven uh, matchup with the Colts almost beating the the Bills. I think in the AFC this year, anyone could win the two seven matchup, depending on all the different variations, especially if the Chargers get in there. Um and then on the flip side in the NFC, yeah, I mean the Eagles or Niners still scary team. So Green Bay feeling pretty good about uh my uh, at least having them be in the super bowl as part of my uh, prediction before the season
0: yep we'll see how it plays out but uh very interesting setup right now in terms of the playoffs and uh yeah one week to go and we'll see where things sit uh with that all right to our upsets and uh, we were laughing about this too we both missed our upset picks but the other <laughs> of us actually got the pick right so yeah. um we these were the ones that that we split on uh in this one and that was uh the eagles in washington and the Dolphins and the Titans. Uh, I picked Washington as my upset pick. Of course, that did not happen, as the Eagles get a 20 to 16 win. They come from behind, outscore uh, Washington 13 to nothing in the second half. And then on the flip side, uh, you picked the Dolphins to upset the Titans. Well, the Titans just ran away with that one, 34 to three, to eliminate uh, the Dolphins are now out from playoff contention, based on uh, the Chargers winning as well. So. Uh, yeah, this was a dominant win for the Titans, and what do you know? They're now sitting there as the number one yeah. seed in the AFC, even without Derrick Henry. You know, this past little while, which is pretty interesting to think about. Uh, meanwhile, the Eagles, uh, boom, they're in the playoffs, yep. uh, getting the win over Washington. And as you said last week, and we've just talked about the Eagles throughout the year, um, they're they're probably not a team we been picking to make the Super Bowl, but I, you know, they're just one of those teams that. I don't know. You just don't know if you really wanna play right now.
1: Yeah, exactly. I I don't think they're gonna make the Super Bowl necessarily, obviously in the with all the teams they have to go through, but I do think their chances of Uh, upsetting the Cowboys if they were to face them even the Rams or the Bucks, I think could be vulnerable we just saw we'll get to the Tampa games shortly that any given Sunday some of these teams do not play at the top of their game and yeah the Eagles are just a physical physical team that uh, has run the ball insanely well Uh, wasn't their prettiest game necessarily didn't look too good early they had some fourth downs that didn't go their way but they do score the fourth down touchdown to, to kind of bring them back and from there started looking a little more like themselves the thing their defense is just a really tough uh opponent that they you know over the course of this year has gotten better and better week to week and they did struggle a bit defending on third down in this one but i mean they pull out a win they're in the postseason pretty crazy to think about where they were not that long ago and then yeah i you know i didn't have any upset picks in a Moving to the Dolphins, and yeah, that did not look too good in this one. The Titans finally have a a dominant win. Finally, the Dolphins' winning streak ends, and their playoff hopes with how everything ended up going also end kind of crazy – uh, for Miami to think about where, how, you know, how far they moved up and what they're able to accomplish still this season and have a pretty respectable season to build on towards next year. But, yeah, Tennessee just looked like a complete team in this one. Their defense had one of its best performances since that kind of midseason winning streak. And, yeah, they've, you know, with how everything's gone, it's crazy to think that. The Titans of all teams. have won some pretty insane games. Uh, some have gotten beat up by uh, some teams, like the Patriots. Lost, for example, I think of. But man, they're they're right there. And it sounds like Derrick Henry uh, is going to be back for the postseason at least. Especially if they get the bye. um All the all the th- reports coming out today about him being placed or about to be placed, at least on that kind of three week. Uh, kind of period where they can return the practice and then if they're just designated to return at the end of that. Um, so, yeah, man, it's, it's the Titans still, a, they're a really complimentary team They've and they've over the course of these weeks, it feels like they've gotten better at running the football again, uh, found that identity week in and week out. It's not just Tannehill still having the, to shoulder everything and getting uh, healthy at some spots at the right time. It's just, yeah, they, a team that, yeah, with home field advantage, I, I mean, they can play anywhere, I feel like, but still getting that by again, just, just avoiding having to have that first chance against, knocked out in itself just means so much especially in an AFC that is going to be absolutely ridiculous where you almost feel like any of the seven teams that get in uh, outside of no, no offense if the Raiders do get in I don't know if I would pick them to go through that field but I mean yeah any of the other teams that are going to be in there it's going to be a really crowded fun field that um, I'm really excited to watch and tend to see maybe getting hot again at the right time
0: yep seems like it's and uh, yeah we'll see how they look certainly when they get their kenry back uh, that'll be a huge boost for them uh, there all right through our quick picks we'll roll through these uh as always uh the bills uh, in a snowy game we always love those late in the season get a two touchdown win 29 15 over the falcons um falcons are you know out they're done uh, we talked about them kind of being a team that was you know interesting throughout the year just never probably as good as their their record indicated but um yeah this was you know sort of a, a another win for the bills here i don't really know that there's a whole lot to take away from this one
1: yeah one you know not the most uh, efficient performance from their offense still some of the red zone struggles that we've seen this year some bad turnovers that allowed atlanta to stay in it they still end up fighting and not winning pretty comfortably but yeah their defense really looked good devin singletary and the offensive line kind of ran with a purpose which we haven't always seen with buffalo so it's kind of funny they play in some of the worst or i mean it's beautiful to watch on tv but worst weather of any team and they're a team that maybe is built a little better for better conditions um but they're one step now one more win away against the Jets from clinching the division I just pulled up our our division picks I think you and I uh are about to get seven of eight right it appears if Mm. if certain things hold of the divisions the only one that we missed you probably could guess is the AFC North and the Bengals but Cowboys Packers Chiefs Bucks. Titans, we just see the Rams are close right now, but the Rams are still have that position the Bills. So we're looking pretty good with our picks. And the Bills, uh, one of the teams that is looking like uh, they'll be hosting games at home in the playoffs, potentially we'll see if they move up and the seeding wise but otherwise they might end up being that four seed and they'll be just fine with that i could i could definitely uh take another bills titans postseason matchup that it was a lot of fun on that monday night game earlier this season we could definitely see it happen again and bills fans will be definitely having uh you know flashbacks ptsd to that game that you're at with the miracle um the music city miracle so it would be a lot of fun
0: should be um another game here not not much really to, to go into this one on the bears and the giants the bears won 29 to three i don't think there's much to say other than uh, the inevitable uh, for matt nag it seems uh likely not to be back i don't think we already knew that right there's not a whole lot of um probably surprised with no. that one but uh the bears do get a win over the giants uh meanwhile a more significant game the colts and the raiders uh, it's the raiders who go on the road and get a 23 to 20 win over the colts now both teams sit at nine and seven raiders keep their playoff hopes alive um I mean this was, this was a disappointing loss for the Colts I think just based on uh how everything played out here but um still I mean you got to give the Raiders credit they made plays and Hunter Renfro man just oh the, the one guy who's just like you talk about just never gets enough credit and it's just he's just a rock like he's just always there doing something uh, making big plays and uh yeah what a what
1: a win this was for the Raiders. No, it was very impressive. Uh they put together, you know, did it basically everything they had to uh to win this game. It was putting a spot they did have that pick early in the game after taking the lead. Uh it's kind of ill-advised pass down the field by Derek Carr, but otherwise I thought he played one of his better games, had some really clutch throws and You know, not just the the fourth down touchdown to temporarily give the Raiders the lead uh, to Hunter Renfro, but the pass later to Renfro is a fantastic catch where he just got his... uh his foot clip so it wasn't that long touchdown but I mean looking back at that play and seeing how the pocket just collapses Darius Leonard gets free and he's like flying right at Derek's face and how he avoided that and then threw that pass right like exactly where it had to be with a touch and everything it was one of the best plays that Derek's made this season I think outside of maybe a couple throws in that week one game against the Ravens so yeah it was um it was really fun to watch, and the Raiders, I mean, they, they needed some help in that Browns game. It did not look like they were going to end up pulling that out. That would have probably ended their playoff hopes, but they just keep finding ways to win lately, and now we get set up to – I was a little worried with all the the way some of these results were going, that we weren't going to get too many, like, really crazy, you know, winner or, or out uh, matchups um, in Week 18. Like, again, we almost got that Browns-Bengals one potentially if the Browns win tonight. Uh, but we do get the Raiders-Chargers uh, Sunday night game. It's going to be a ton of fun to watch uh, Vegas try – at home that atmosphere i'm sure in vegas is going to be electric in that one and then real quickly on the bears yeah we talked about and maybe could have considered this a lock it went kind of the game i or you know i didn't maybe expect the bears to score so many points so quickly at the beginning but it went the way i thought in terms of this is two teams that are playing at a, just a different energy level given their state like the giants are playing without any fight the last few weeks it's been really tough to watch them and i there's a lot of angry giants fans uh, upset about some of the things that joe judge uh, said in the post-game press conference some of the weird confusing things that he mentioned about stories that apparently didn't happen with former players i don't know it was just like kind of weird stuff and obviously he's gonna be back at least one more year and then the bears even if they are as it as we've kind of thought for most of the season that they probably would be the last year with matt nagy it is a team that has been fighting really hard over the last few weeks and uh, you know gets another win here and comfortably they're a team that uh, even without much to play for, we've seen them really put on some some strong performances out of late. So something to build on culture wise. Even if Nagy's not there, uh, still I think a lot of the, obviously a lot of the same guys are going to be in that locker room and they're ready to and hungry to to have a, a better uh, better chance of competing in 2022.
0: Well, you probably didn't think we'd be spending much time on this next game, but what do you know? It turned <laughs> into uh, quite a yeah. quite a three theatrical show here. Not just because of the play on the field with uh, Tom Brady getting his, what, 6,275,214th um, <laughs> comeback for a yeah, win exactly. as the Bucks get a 28-24 win over the Jets. Uh, yeah, for a while there, it looked like the Jets were going to beat the Bucks, and that was that. But uh, Tom Brady uh, gets it done once again, uh, late drive, wins the game. But the story here is... Uh, well, there's a couple stories for me, luckily, that uh, who played Antonio Brown last week to get himself to the fantasy championship. Uh, I decided to sit him this week, and boy, that was a good decision. Uh, Antonio Brown just uh, goes off in the middle of the game, um, throws his jersey into the crowd, runs off the field shirtless, and about, what, uh, probably five minutes after the game's over, Bruce Arians announces that he's no longer on the Bucs. So... Um, you know, obviously we don't know the full details of what happened and everything, but um, Antonio Brown has not always been the most predictable character, <laughs> to say the least. Um, and, yeah, just a, a very strange sequence. But, um, I mean, the Bucks could have win. <laughs> Listen, had the Bucks lost, think about it. like the Bucks would have lost this game, and you had all this oh stuff. Gosh. Boy, you talk about an angry locker room. But uh, at least they came back and, and got the win, I suppose.
1: Yeah, they, yeah, they didn't really lose a beat. Uh, honestly, they almost looked better after that happened. The team came together. Some of these other receivers, like Grayson, uh, Ty Johnson. I mean, these guys stepped up and made some big, big catches. Obviously, the, the touchdown at the end to to Grayson to win it. But yeah, the uh, Jets uh, first on them. I mean, we uh, definitely between the two New York teams. Uh, I would feel a little bit, it's kind of weird to say because it's, uh, you know, given the history of the Jets and Giants, you'd Uh, Usually the Giants organization uh, has put their team in a good place, but right now I'd rather probably be a Jets fan, just given the way that it's kind of things have turned. I don't know if Zach Wilson's still the answer, but I thought he had at certain points some of his best throws of the of the season. Really, Um, they ran the ball pretty well, which no one has done against Tampa Bay, which is just crazy. Uh, Did not expect that coming in. Tampa definitely looked uh, at the beginning of the game like a team that just thought they're going to roll over to a win. The Rams tried to do that to the Jets last season, and that was the game that cost the jets um trevor lawrence (laughs) a lot of made about that so yeah a team that was fighting hard definitely think that robert solid and and obviously still feel like they've as a as a coaching staff on offense have done some creative things some some fun plays that they had um going here and i I do think that uh, with what michael floor has been able to put together that the jets are at least have have taken steps over the course of the season have obviously won some games, uh, you know, more than they have in even recent years, even you know, four and 12 is not great, but still see some progress here. Um, and for the bucks, yeah, Tom Brady and that last drive it was ridiculous. No timeouts, Jets making great plays to tackle receivers inbounds to keep the, the clock running and just uh, left just a little bit too much time. The Jets needed to – obviously they could have kicked the field goal to go up a touchdown. I like the going for it. Didn't love the play call of Zach Wilson uh, running up the middle on fourth and two. Uh, for like a sneak to try to get the first down that with no timeouts for Tampa they could have needed it three times after the two-minute warning I I get going for it I really do but I uh, just want a, a little better play call there nothing to lose for the Jets either uh, Tampa at least they rally and yeah avoid what obviously would have been a much different locker room uh, and probably different answers from those guys talking about Antonio Brown obviously Bruce was very upset Tom Brady tried to kind of you know uh, talk about more of respecting kind of where Antonio might be mentally and uh, all the different things that went into that but yeah it was uh it was bizarre didn't really know what was going on I think it was one of the um uh, I don't know if it was announcer someone said that they thought it was a, was a fan not a player at first that had like run on the field <laughs> before realizing it was Antonio Brown and yeah just such a such a crazy, crazy thing. But props to Tampa Bay, uh, really, and the coaching staff and the, and the players for not really you know, taking that in stride and just taking care of business afterward. It was, I know it's just beating the Jets. It shouldn't have come down to that. But um, And a glad, game that I'm also glad that you and I did not make our betting lock because it's one that I thought yeah. maybe we'd look back on and feel like we should have. But, yeah, the Jets, uh, impressive, really, to see what they did. I thought the Jets played one of their best games, probably their best game of the whole season.
0: Well, the Rams also come up with a an impressive win uh, on the road, 20-19 over the Ravens. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr., sort of the hero in this game for the Rams uh, with that late touchdown and uh, after he made that great catch mm-hmm. uh, as well. Yeah, and, and we talked about it. We said, you know, this is sort of one of those games for Stafford. How is Matthew Stafford going to play? Um, you know, this, this is a huge win for the Rams. And, you know, he played pretty well, I think, for the most part um you know his numbers look good Cooper Cup his usual self I mean this uh you know it's just I mean we're talking about historic season here from a wide receiver yeah. and mm-hmm. I mean the Ravens you know I mean it's uh the eight and eights no Lamar again and uh yeah this was one that the Ravens certainly could have used but uh, Ram's twelve and four now, so uh, they're they 're sitting in a good
1: spot so heading into the final week yeah feeling and also it was kind of a weird spot after they won. Do you want the cowboys to to lose and you, right. you get the yeah. uh, two seed or do you want the division wrapped up i I mean, I think the Rams still. At this point, would uh, you know would like to take care of business next week? They have a chance to still knock out their the rival that has beaten them five straight times in the Niners if they win and the Saints win. So, um, the Rams have a lot of things in front of them. But yeah, it was very much looked like they were going to lose this one for most of the game. It looked a lot like some of their matchups early in the season or in the middle of the season when they had that that kind of skid against the Titans, Niners, and Packers. Especially that more so reminded you maybe of the of the Titan Niner games that they were able to just control the the clock. Baltimore did a great job not letting for most of the game the pass rush of the Rams do too much by getting the ball out real quick running pretty efficiently better than some teams have run against the Rams lately I thought their game plan was great Uh, uh, great play uh, on the pick six there Um, Rams and they talked about after the game you could spacing was not perfect it was it, it looked like man it looks like the guy's gonna stay with I believe it was Higby to the outs or he threw to Higby someone I think it was Odell was to the outside and that the guy that was guarding Odell basically just jumped and assumed he's going to you know took a gamble he's going to throw to Tyler it worked out um, but yeah some of the spacing there it was a wrong route combination according to Sean McVay after the game so, so some parts of it that I understand but at the same time just a, too risky of a, of a throw regardless obviously and those kind of plays that put the Rams behind the sticks even in the Minnesota game last week all those picks you know Minnesota got the ball with great chance to score, and what the Rams Defense continues to do is hold teams to field goals. I, all you know, the only touchdown they gave up today was the pick six. All four times Baltimore drove down the field, end up settling for field goals. Especially, think of that last goal line kind of stand. They get helped out by the delay of game, but some really big plays made by some tough guys. Greg Gaines playing with his broken hand, he made a huge tackle on second down there. Had to leave the game because aggravated uh, his hand underneath the club. But I mean, that was a game changing potential play. I mean, that would have been a probably a touchdown if he gets by Greg there. And at that point. The Rams probably don't have enough time to come back. Like you mentioned, Cooper Cup, my gosh, some of the plays, obviously the – the touchdown looked pretty easy for him, but the, the player where he took the ball in the flat and made like four guys miss and get, got like 20-some-odd yards to break the Isaac Bruce's um, Rams receiving record, ha- uh, just ridiculous. Happy he broke it in 16 weeks too, so there's no artificial asterisk from any fans um, on what he was able to do there. And, yeah, it was, uh, as you mentioned too, the Odell, the most clutch play. That really, you know, that was kind of the story of the game for the Rams. frustrating third and short performance throughout um including that third and one run where sony bounced outside and lost like three and a half yards uh and, but sure enough odell bailed him out to get the touchdown and vaughn bails him out at the end of the game because i as soon as they miss that two-point conversion you're like ah oh, justin tucker's they're gonna get in range uh, they did it before the half he's gonna hit a 50 some odd yard field goal save the Ravens' season but nope uh, instead uh vaughn just flies by the right tackle gets that last sack to basically end it and the ravens essentially i think they have a very slight chance making the playoffs but crazy this team was i think eight and three so was at five straight losses um and some of them by a lot of them by like a point or two (laughs) um like this game and it's just crazy to think that the team that looked like they're going to be the one seed potentially and uh now not even in the playoff picture just a team decimated more than most everyone's dealt with the covid issues but they've dealt with a ton the injuries they've had are probably beyond any team in the league and i think they'll be back and fine next year i don't feel too bad about us missing that as one of our playoff picks i think they are a playoff caliber team if they just have any any semblance of, of health on the field
0: well the chargers became uh public enemy number one for several teams uh on, yeah. <laughs> on sunday is uh they defeat the broncos and knock out uh those teams we mentioned already yeah. um chargers 34 broncos 13 and yeah this was one where a lot of teams were rooting for the broncos to make their comeback didn't happen uh chargers look pretty good here and uh yeah that uh that puts them you know, again, we, we talk about this team. You know, they've been kind of frustrating at times, but, you know, they've, they've still kind of found a way to, to right the ship, and here they are at 9-7. and seven. Yeah,
1: best their run defenses looked in a while. Um, Denver's run the ball pretty well this season, and they stymied them. They held them to three yards per carry, and a lot of times they're trying to establish the run. Obviously, it helps them the Chargers get the, the lead to kind of force Denver to try to throw more. But um, I thought they looked good on defense. One of their better performances, obviously, Getting some of the guys like Derwin and, obviously, Joey no, Bosa no longer on the COVID list, that makes a huge difference. Um, they Yeah, they looked fantastic. And then uh, Joe, or uh, Justin Herbert, man, I mean, he didn't have the same, like, flash plays that he's had in some of the games this season, but he played in a really efficient game. He didn't make the mistakes that have, have really... I held them back in some of their more disappointing defeats this year against the Broncos team that earlier this year did force him into those mistakes and I think I uh, did a great job as a coaching staff but him individually as well adjusting to the Fangio scheme and just took what he what he needed to saw everything better and yeah it was an encouraging game and now as I already talked about the Raiders winning and setting up what's going to be a really fun basically a playoff game on Sunday night football should uh, assuming the Colts don't blow the game to the Jaguars um, that could possibly throw in another team and there even the Raiders could still sneak in but yeah it's uh uh, even with the loss of the Chargers, so it should be a lot of fun and i think uh justin uh yeah as much as i would love to see uh, for the fan base of the raiders see them back in the playoffs and that'll be a lot of fun i do think a justin herbert versus patrick mahomes playoff game or justin herbert versus josh allen or joe Burrow, uh that does sound really exciting to me as well
0: (laughs) well of these last three games i mean you can kind of take your pick on what you want to discuss in terms of storylines because really not anything you know noteworthy or surprising I think in any of these games yeah. is the 49ers uh beat the Texans as expected, twenty-three to seven. Uh in that one, uh the Saints get a win over the Panthers eighteen to ten. And uh the Seahawks just uh drubbed the Lions 51 uh, 29 in that game. We've talked about it and we'll certainly talk more about it once the season's over. Shot Penny had a great game for Seattle, but I think the next, you know, what the Seahawks look like in the off season is gonna be perhaps the most interesting part of this. We know the Niners um, you know, are sitting in a good spot in terms of the playoffs. Um, you know, the Panthers, where they go from here, I think is very intriguing too, uh, because it's just, I mean, we talked about it, and it's just kind of one of those where what do you do? Uh, but uh, we can figure that out in the, the offseason. But uh, I guess anything specifically worth taking away from uh, these three games?
1: um Not a ton. Um, like you're saying, I mean, the 49ers offense for a lot of that game did look pretty, things look pretty bleak. They ended up scheming up some really. Nice plays at uh, both touchdowns at Trey Lance. I think it was just the two touchdowns he threw, but both of the ones I, I remember seeing specifically guys were just wide open and really great play calls um, that were put in place there. Elijah Mitchell looking exactly, basically looked like Raheem Mostert out there. Man was on a mission uh, for large portions of the game, was running really efficiently. Um, it was, you know, it could have been a closer game. It really was a closer game than a 23 to 7 score. So maybe there's some concern there. The Texans have played harder and have looked uh, like an interesting team. So, and they did. Uh, I believe, right? They beat the Titans and that's who the Titans need to beat to get the one seed. So that's going to be interesting uh, to watch in week 18. But yeah, the Niners now in place. They hold their Destiny, but uh, the Saints' outcome that we're talking about here—that you know the defense for the Saints still dominated again. Didn't no surprise that they held this Panthers' offense has been so abysmal, to only ten points. But uh just a little more, uh definitely a little more competency for New Orleans when they had the ball. So and now they have to—they lost to the Falcons earlier this year, but I mean they're in a decent place too if they get a little help from the Rams. And for all we, the Rams at this point uh would have helped uh, the Niners' sake if probably if the Cardinals lost the other day because the Rams might have not had much to play for. Um, Um, going into the into the last game at this point now they do and uh, can potentially knock out the Niners if the Saints are able to win next week so a lot on the line for for those two teams it'll be fun to watch that in the in the second window of games in week 18 and quickly on the Seahawks like you're saying yeah that the intrigue's all about what's going to happen after the season a lot of Seahawks fans chanting Russell's name after the game and I uh, was fo- uh, glad he's able to give them that uh, really exciting performance there um, you know uh, I'm checking real quick I think they're at home next week I'm not positive but um, so still some uh, one more chance for uh, those fans oh actually they're in Arizona so this could be the last game with Russell Wilson at home which is pretty crazy to think about i don't know if that'll exactly happen but yeah definitely a franchise that feels yeah will, will they just stay stay the course and think about everything they've done for the last decade and feel like it was just a, a road you know things just kind of didn't go their way this year maybe they'll be back on track or are they gonna have a huge or at least a semi-large overhaul it's uh, gonna be one of the definitely one of the situations to monitor out of all these uh, teams two seasons are about to end going into the off season.
0: Yeah, another thing worth noting uh, DK Metcalf is an absolute just monster. Like oh he's my gosh, just yeah. I mean, my you talk about. <laughs> unbelievable. No, and that's what we talk about like with the future of the Seahawks. Man, whoever is there, uh as long as that guy's there, you you, you got a pretty good chance to to do some things cuz he's just every time you watch him it's just a it's a spectacle. So, um yeah, so there you go. There are our thoughts on the week 17 action as we said, uh, you'll know what's uh, happening Browns and Sealers. By the time you listen to this, uh, root for a low-scoring game. Root against Nick Chubb. Uh, just kidding. <laughs> I you don't have to do that. I, I again, he maybe he gets 47 points. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but uh, Dylan, of course, will have it all covered over at Clutch Points. Uh, lots of stuff going on over there. Uh, now that we uh, you know are close to the playoffs, it's here uh, a couple weeks away, and uh, yeah, should be a fun uh, run down the stretch here in the NFL.
1: Yeah, if you want to read anything and everything about Antonio Brown, go to the NFL section on the Clutch Points app and on the on the website and uh, the NFL section on both uh, parts, a ton of coverage of everything going on there, his side of the story, all the different things that went into what happened there. Yeah, tons of coverage of these games, all the takeaways, looking ahead already, at uh, like we're talking about the Bears and probably moving on from Nagy, looking already ahead at some of the possible head coaching uh, candidates there in Chicago. And um, yeah tons of news coverage of all the guys going on still unfortunately some guys going on the COVID list although with the new protocols a lot of them still could be back uh, by week 18 so we got all that covered we'll have all our prediction betting uh, previews for every single game our predictions for every single team and tons of uh, breakdowns for everything on the nfl so yeah really excited one more we get this year the treat of an extra week uh, In my brain, it feels like the playoffs should be starting. I've just been conditioned to this for 20 years or however long since since I started watching the NFL, since basically 1999. So, yeah, it's man, it's going to be a lot of fun, though. I'm still excited. Maybe not as many Saturday. I was really excited for those Saturday games, hoping they'd have a lot of playoff uh, implications. Not so much necessarily, but still a lot of fun things, and uh, we get the biggest treat on Sunday Night Football, basically with an extra playoff game. It'll be a lot of fun.
0: Yep, should be a lot of fun. And, uh, again, check out everything over at Clutch Points and uh, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Any podcast that you use, search for Stablish Pass. And uh, thanks, as always, for listening to the podcast. And we'll talk to you next time. You're on Stablish Pass.